tonight on Rogue Padron. A hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. Looking back, all I can say about all the things he did for me. All right, we're potting the cast. Let's do it. Dummies, meet yourselves. Don't what? There's just some weird sounds going on. Stop making weird sounds. Who's making me? Wait. It's probably Sam. Is it me? Because I don't hear I was it. muted! <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm Tonight! Muted. Did it Tonight. go away for a second there? Oh my god. Yes, it's fine. You're all fine. Nice! <laughs> Tonight! 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 There can only be tonight. Tonight! <laughs> One day more! <laughs> Today, whenever you listen to Rogue Padres... <laughs> The booty full wants a full booty. An artificial nerf, me nerf milk protein beverage. Infrequent and more satisfactory times. Pulsing some life back into Corim. Geyser pale blue ale and a can of nerf and goons. There's so much nerf. Oh, heck yes. <laughs> what a weird way to start. <clears throat> Hello, listeners. It's been a while. Welcome to the latest. A minute or two. Yeah, welcome to the latest episode of Rogue Padron, also known as I Padron, also known as Dad Padron. And today we're kicking it off with chapters one through six of I Jedi by Mike Stackpole. But Just before that, the highest of highbrow literature here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I once took a college course on I Jedi. It was mm. worth it. <laughs> Did you just learn about various uh we we just wrote synonyms for slender semester. We just just Father's Day cards the whole time. That was it. Hmm. Okay, here's a quick reminder your hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Rogue Three's answer to a job interview question of what's your biggest flaw is I multitask too much, which really means that he makes memes during work hours. Oh, that's not a flaw. <laughs> yes, it is. That is Heath's greatest strength. <laughs> a flaw to your employer. Don't. Seth, Rogue Seven, would answer that question. <laughs> you said it. I have to course correct now. I wasn't expecting this attack. So, yeah, you should have. I say, really? Seth, Rogue Seven. And would answer this question with, I want to help everyone. AKA, she says yes to projects when she already has enough projects. Yeah. yeah. You're really calling us out today, Big. Yeah, everyone's going to get dragged. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Well, good episode, everyone. Danny out. <laughs> Danny, Rogue Six, will respond with, I care too much, which means that everyone better recognizes hard work. Yes, please. <laughs> and I'm Meg, Rogue Leader, and I would say, you know, sometimes I just socialize a little bit too much, which really means that I need everyone to like me. Oh, that's a big mood. It's a big mood. <laughs> and you need all the gossip. All the goss. Tell me all of your secrets. Well, well. Speaking of all the big secrets that I know but will not share about Heath. <laughs> Heath has a question about Solo. I think is that what's going on here? That is no. I never agreed to this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write this. I didn't put that in the show notes at all. I feel like that's... Uh, you, you can hover over the cursor, Meg, and see that it's here. <laughs> okay. I don't even have the show notes open. Let me... Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> Here's a better topic. Here's a better topic, because this just came out, but it was announced that so Star Wars Celebration 2019 will be in Chicago. Yeah, we don't need to talk about the movie coming out in a week. Let's talk about Star Wars Celebration next yeah. April. <laughs> We're all very excited about this. I'm so excited about Chicago. Did you know that Chicago is known as the Windy City not because of the windy weather, but because the politicians are supposedly so long-winded? Yes. <laughs> Wait, really? Great. That's that's my Chicago trivia for the episode. <laughs> is that real? Is that real Chicago trivia? Yeah. Why would I, when have you ever known me to make things up? <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like this is a trap. <laughs> Anyways, I'm excited to go touch the bean with all of you. Yes, we're going to go That's touch the bean. Yep. We're going to have a rogue pod bean selfie. It's going to be the best thing in the <laughs> oh world. Can we, can we record the next live celebration hot mess at the bean? Yes, absolutely we will. I would be so happy. Our audio technician <laughs> is shaking his head right now. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> sorry, Brian. <laughs> but also really not sorry. Yeah, you have nine months to figure it out. You you can do Cause, it. Because we know you'll do it anyway. <laughs> I'm sure the bean is a hot spot. Yeah, we'll have heaps of people who we can pretend are our audience. <laughs> they will not. <laughs> yeah, but we can pretend. They don't have to, but we yeah. will. You take yeah. a photo and be like, look at all our fans. And there's people trying to hide their faces. <laughs> so we're all very excited about Star Celebration Chicago. And what, what is on the top of everyone's wish list for Star Wars Celebration Chicago? <sighs> Being there? I mean, like, aside from, you know, experiencing it. Like, what do you want to see? Like so, official announcements? My hope is yeah. that they, the live-action TV show will be at a point where we can possibly get in on a, a sneak peek of the, or like, watch the first episode. Ooh, that'd be cool. With an audience. Ooh. I would, mm-hmm. I know that I have a new, like, no overnight policy after Orlando, but I might might reconsider if that's a thing that's happening. Mm. I like it. Um, I want to see what John Boyega and Kelly Marie Tran wear when they do the like the episode nine panel. Oh yeah, because it'll be episode nine trailer time, won't it? I mean, that's fine by the trailer, but I need to see their outfits because they're always impeccably <laughs> dressed. Oh my god, Kelly Marie Tran is always so cute. I hope she and does John another. Fly as heck. Yeah, I hope 
KMT does another John Boyega themed sweatshirt. You know she will. Absolutely she will. I want uh, <laughs> I want her to have a John Boyega Christmas sweater. Oh, where it's like a big picture God. of John with a Santa Claus hat, but then like lots of little John Boyega's like lining the as sleeves and, li- oh yeah, and like lining the sleeves <laughs> and like lining the base of it. Can we make these? I mean, I am uh, I am not able to create a Christmas sweater myself, but guys, 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 I'm on it. Yeah, <laughs> Um, for me, it's the episode nine teaser trailer which like is inevitably gonna happen at celebration and everyone knows i'm just trash for the episode films it's a, it's just my jam so i'm, I'm really re- excited I'm, 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 I'm very much room. looking forward to being in a room with jj abrams again and him saying again like who wants to see a teaser and everyone freaks out yes Oh my gosh. And I sob and it's emotional and yes. I'm yes. That's, that's that's what I'm there for. This time I'm hoping that the main stage is not as much of a mess so I can actually get into the like big panel for the new teaser. Yeah. Because I <laughs> seeing the TFA trailer or teaser or whatever the hell it was, uh, at Star Wars Anaheim was just the best thing ever and I wanna do that like, again. Literally one of the best moments of my life. Seriously, like, I was filled with so much joy and also so much exhaustion, but it was worth it. And, yeah. like, I don't want to even do an overnight line again, but I will do it if they make it possible for me to do it. I'm just sitting here, like, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to do an overnight line, Danny. Oh, I meant FOMO from 2015, but also that, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, 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 Daniel. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I went to that panel by myself, and I was sitting next to two very judgmental Swedish people, and they did not appreciate me sobbing, mm. which was old. <laughs> but, wow. Awful people. Yeah. That was great. Cool. So anyway, this has officially become the part of the show where instead of talking about upcoming movies, we just talk about ourselves, because Rogue Pod. Actually, I have a real thing I'm excited for for Celebration. Um, Rogue Pod on the podcast stage. Come on, Disney, do it. Oh, oh, honey, you better let us on. Uh, Let us on this time! uh, Or or else we will find our way on uh, (laughs) somehow. uh, And that is... that is the worst option for all parties. <laughs> it really is. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, speaking of the worst option for all parties. <laughs> Let's talk about iJedi. Let's talk about iJedi. <laughs> okay, but what if you went to a party? <laughs> and they were like, we're going to read iJedi now. Worst party. Terrible party. Yeah, I'd be like. Have you ever had a party? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what a party is? Have you ever been to a party? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Great. Well, so the most important thing about iJedi is that it is in first person. It is is very much in first person. It is the most in first person anything has ever been. (laughs) From Corin Horan's point of view. (laughs) 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 <laughs> the best so part I, about this is that anytime we do a dramatic reading, Seth has to be the narrator. Seth, Seth has no! to talk. 
Steph is the narrator and Corin, so she has to just yeah. talk to herself. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't even think about that. Uh, I was reading this whole first section in your voice, Seth. Oh, no. What have I done? This is the worst thing ever. No, the worst thing ever is like the first six chapters of this book. So let's yeah. just try to get The real question is when are we going to get a book written in the first person uh, from the perspective of Hohas? Never. Yeah, for real. Give the people what that. they want. Annie, you got to write it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So right now, the rogues have been trying to deal with the pirate group, the Invids, who seem to be able to evade the best the New Republic Navy has to offer. They are currently waiting on some asteroids in the Kavath system to ambush the Invids. Corrin is impatient, and he's also just bad at Jedi breathing exercises. And he ponders about how he and Merix have been rebuilding their relationship after Thrawn and Papa Palpatine tried to break the galaxy. Which you would think would be a good thing, but Corrin finds a Thrawn-level disruption, and it's that Merix wants to have kids. <laughs> Maybe, and I'm just I'm just, <laughs> just spitballing here. Typical woman, am I right? Maybe you could have had this conversation. Like, I, I accidentally said white, but also accurate. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you could have had this conversation before you got married. Maybe also you shouldn't think of anything with your significant other as a Thrawn level disruption because yep. Thrawn did a lot of really bad things. Yeah. The way like, he talks look, about look. this is just disgusting, honestly. Yeah. Look, like, I know we're supposed to see him as a hero, but like, this is not helping him at all. So, you either have this conversation before you get married. Or at any point between you getting married and having these thoughts. Or you have this conversation before you get divorced. and it's You fine. have this conversation. Or if you've not yet had the conversation, you think to yourself, like, oh, we should probably talk about that and figure it out. But it's not a throng level disruption <laughs> either way, really. I mean, Thrawn, uh, Thrawn was a strategic mastermind that killed millions, and Mirax wants to have kids. I, I see it. Same thing. Yeah. So, Corrin Horn. <sighs> and thus, I Jedi begins! <laughs> so, so, first person. <laughs> Corrin Horn, an idiot. Leads the discussion. <laughs> I say yes. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we've graduated from cornhorn to pilot to yeah. the true form of <laughs> cornhorn <laughs> galaxy brain. Um, he says he has no problem with kids as long as they go home to their parents at the end of the day. Which Bitch, is that. That's you. That's <laughs> you. You're the parent. That's gonna be you. <laughs> Oh, what an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) But Mirax continues to negate all of his arguments, pointing out that he just needs to be a house husband because she makes so much money. (laughs) Fair. Yeah, I mean, I would sign up for that. Raising children is not cheap. Oh, no. (laughs) Who among us would not stay home, (laughs) given the option? I mean, I would not look after kids, 
there ain't no way. Yeah, <laughs> agreed, Seth. I'll be like a housewife if I don't have to like do anything. That's not okay. No, but I would hate it. I would still hate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, I... that's, not what, that's not what that means. All right. Corn, horn, I want to be a house husband for my dogs. Like that would be the dream. That's still not really that's a not. thing. I know. That's <laughs> the problem. Listen. Corin isn't convinced until she tells him that I would I would be the CEO of a non-existent company. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if Corin can daydream, why can't I? That's all I'm saying. Meg because is, we're only five bullet points into this. So far. Meg is going to be so mad. Uh, efficiency, Meg is is on point tonight. <laughs> Corin isn't convinced until she tells him that he'll be a great dad because of how much he loved and le- looked up to his dad, Hal Horn. Mm-hmm. And that Corin would be dishonoring his memory by not continuing on the Horn line. Okay, hold on. <laughs> now I'm mad at Mirax, too. I don't know how to feel. Um, this is a bad take. I really love and look up to my father. I am not going to have children because of that. No, and you're not dishonoring him by doing that. I'm sure, gonna, I'm not. I'm gonna go ahead and cut Mirax some slack though, and assume that she said something totally different, and Corin has just like turned it into this in his brain. Yeah, that's a good it point. That's very likely. Yeah. Mirax was so, probably like, Corin, you think about your dad a little too much, and Corin was like, oh, she thinks I'd be a good dad. <laughs> He's probably he probably said something like I wouldn't be a good dad. And she's like, yeah, of course you wouldn't. Like said this instead of her just like throwing this at him out of nowhere, and he just took it as like her manipulating him. She said my dad's name. I'm in love with her all over again. Ugh. Well, Mirax does continue to be an emotional terrorist by doing things like dropping benign questions like, "Wow, I wonder if our kids would have your freckles." And other garbage like that. She also turns on the TV so they can see Princess Leia Organa, most important and busy person in the galaxy, deal with her two three-year-old twins. They're not triplets, they're twins. <laughs> her two triplets. <laughs> yeah. Two <triplets>. It's space. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, the triplet is just somewhere else. Yeah. Corin then decides to give in and agrees that once the invids have been handled, they can have, make a final decision on when they'll have a baby. But the guilt has been eating away at Corin, and he decides to make a decision now rather than wait for the pirates to dictate his schedule. Mm. <sighs> uh. Listen. You should not give in <laughs> to this decision <laughs> from either party. <laughs> I just... It bad. It's let's just let's just move on to the booty full. Okay, thank you. Yeah, please. Yep. Somehow less painful than this. So the bulk cruiser booty full shows up in the system and deploys eight uglies. Tycho, as rogue leader, instructs Corin to take three and two flight to engage while one flight, which is Tycho, Wiz, Hobby, and Gavin, takes care of the cruiser. Corin keeps up a dogfight with the ship and eventually speaks to them over comms. A woman answers back, telling him that she'll do one pass with him. 
Cora knows her ship can't handle it, and she flies at him anyway. He shoots a proton torpedo at her, and although she hits it with an ion blast, you can't actually stop the projectile weapon, and it goes through her cockpit. There were no casualties for the rogues, just some ship damage, and it wasn't the ambush they expected, but they are grateful for their victory. Um, I just have to say that I'll be, if there is a casualty for a rogue in this book, I'll be kind of bitter about it. Because that should happen in the rogue books, which are their books, not Corrin's book. <laughs> it's kind of like if, for example, there was a Guardian of the Galaxy who died in a not Guardian of the Galaxy movie. It would just, I would feel a little gypped by that. That's all. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Same. I'm worried by that laughter, though. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Wedge has recommended Kavath for their for Corin and Mirax's honeymoon, which I really want the story of Wedge visiting that really fancy planet. Yeah, because you know Wedge doesn't own a tie. He sure does not. The Glimmer Star requested the Home One to escort them back to Coruscant. The rogues go along because they don't want to take the trip back in their X-Wings, which is 24 hours in the cockpit. After some rest, Corrin joins Oral for some breakfast. He notices Oral isn't using I, even though that honor has been bestowed upon him. Corrin asks if it's because his ship got hit in the battle, and Oral explains it's because he hasn't been able to help Corrin with his problem. Corrin has no idea what he's talking about, and Oral explains that's because he hasn't been able to solve Corrin and Mirax's problem about having children. Boundaries, buddy. Yeah. Oral has been doing his best to make sure Corrin stays safe while they're together. At first, Corrin is shook that Mirax talked to Oral about the situation, but Oral legit feels bad about all this, and he says that he's worth Corrin's trust, which, good point, buddy. Talk to your friends about your feelings, dudes, especially dudes. Talk to your friends about your feelings. Hey, Heath. Yes. Everything is fine. Everything Danny, last week you said you were drowning. <laughs> <laughs> that's and not a feeling. Like, that's just, just, that's just swimming. Thank you. <laughs> I was just describing my trip to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Great. Good job. Good job being emotionally vulnerable, bros. Everything is going to be okay. Corrin realizes he effed up and tells Oral that he should have kept he shouldn't have kept his promise to him, his problems to himself, and that Oral has always given him good advice and that he just doesn't think, which we all knew. Correct. Oral offers Corrin the option of going into the mists to find them the right child. I love this so much. Assuming that the whole issue is because Corrin's junk doesn't work to reproduce. <laughs> when Corrin assures him that his dick is fine, Oral asks him why he hasn't created any offspring yet. Isn't that the point of life? gross it's it's so bad but it's so good (laughs) oral's just like the purpose of life is to reproduce and you haven't so therefore the only reason is because you can't and corn's like oh my like that's enough reason alone for corn to want to have a kid suddenly he's like wait i have to not let anyone else ever think that about me again (laughs) right 
<laughs> oh god. Good job, Corin. <laughs> Oral has not sired any children because the Gans get to choose his wife for him. Oral says it's also his duty as a member of the New Republic to create the generation that will inherit it. Ooh, that's weird. That's a heavy duty right there. <laughs> Pass on that. Corn wants to go home and immediately start working on children, which barf. <laughs> Coruscant is still being rebuilt, but things have definitely been better including an outpouring of generosity of ex-imperials who now understand that they were also suffering at the hands of the Empire. When Corrin gets home, he sees all the signs that Mirax will be gone for a while. She did leave him a hollow message saying that a run came up she couldn't turn down, but she'll be back in a day, and if plans change, she'll let him know. Corrin is worried. They were an entire day late, so she's a day late too, and no message has been left. Merrick's is painfully accurate with her timetables and wouldn't leave Corrin hanging like this. He tries to tell himself she went to see Booster on the errant venture and the comma rays have just been down. Corrin forces himself to go to sleep when he enters a dark dream. All he hears is Merrick screaming his name and when he wakes up, he's hit with the realization that she's gone. Uh, this was the point where I started to get tired of being in Corrin's head. This? <laughs> It took you this long. You lasted longer than me, pal. That's, that's what she said. That's what, yeah, that, A, that's, that's what God she said. Damn let's, it. Let's get out of the way. But you lasted <sighs> this long before being like, oh, I don't want to be here doing this. That's Tell your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> I now understand that reference. <laughs> Bless. Okay. Corin okay. is. Oh, but wait, Meg. When are you going to do an intro that is the title of our sex tapes? <laughs> when indeed. I hope it's next week because <laughs> I'm excited about it. Anyway. <laughs> oh. Corin is flipping out. He looks around the home at the things that he knows belong to Mirax, but he feels her connection from them slip away. He calls M Trey, of all things. And has him confirmed that he is, in fact, Cornhorn, an idiot, and is married to Mirax Tarek. <laughs> I really liked this m cameo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little disappointed he didn't wink, but everything else was good. Yeah. I love that m is now a big enough character to warrant a cameo. It's <laughs> 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 like, not like, oh, m back. It's like, it's an m cameo. Like, yeah. We, we know who he is. This is a cameo. Please respect him. I wish Emtray was like this, the the um, Stan Lee of the Star Wars universe, and he just shows up <laughs> in like every book doing something random. <laughs> just being a different character every time. Yeah. Okay. Corn rushes over to Tycho's office. He's still freaking out, losing more memories of Mirax. When he gets there, Tycho is looking fly as heck as always. And Tycho had invited the Elder Kraken to meet with them to hopefully shed some light on what's going on. Okay, the most important part of this entire chapter is really just the time and detail that Corrin takes to assess and describe how each of these men look. It's really intense. Wasp wasted. Wasp is wasted. not what this author thinks it means. <laughs> <laughs> That or Tycho looks very different to what I've imagined. 
Maybe he's wearing a corset today. Maybe he is. It's space fashion. Who knows? Yeah. Or just like a Tuesday, whatever. I really like <laughs> I really like the image of Tycho in a corset. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> Same. <laughs> so Tiger and the Elder Kraken first just continue on with their meeting, much to Korn's dismay. They talk about Leona Tavira and how she took the invidious, which is the whole pirate group. As a 16-year-old, as a slender, pretty 16-year-old, she started an of affair course. with the... Ah! Why, well, that was really redundant, Meg. Why did you have to say all those extra words? <laughs> Sorry. With the mock Why, of a- Why did they decide a 16-year-old should be the character for this? Sorry. With the mock of a You know why. I, oh, I'm so You know exactly why. <laughs> she then killed his wife married him, and then murdered him. She ran from A24 when the New Republic came and took most of the planet's wealth with her. She assembled this crew of pirates and other mercenaries to run jobs for her. They hit fast and then go back into hiding, waiting for her word. It's easy enough to track down the pirate ship, the pirate ships, but with the Invitus still out there, <laughs> I don't know what was happening, the New Republic is unable to make a decisive strike against them, worried that they'll be outgunned. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what? Stop playing in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The captured captain of the Bootyful gave them an updated picture of Tavira. Surprise, she's still super slender and Corin likes her eyes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Tavira is hard to catch and the Elder Kraken is forced to admit that there probably isn't a spy in the New Republic feeding her information because Iella hasn't been able to find one. He remarks that Mirax has also been part of the efforts to uncover Tavira's movements. He might know where she is, but he can't share anything he knows because it's super top secret. Merrick's came to him because a client of hers wanted to get some goods back that were stolen by some invids. She thought that this was the perfect opportunity to do some snooping while the other intelligence agents would stand out. She also insisted going by herself because any co-pilots would make it look suspicious. This book should just be called X-Wing I Jedi because it's clearly just more of the same. Yeah, but you'll you'll see. You'll see. But there's more Jedi to it, I guess. <laughs> the Elder Kraken. <laughs> where'd, you, where'd you get that idea, Sal? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just came to me. The Elder Kraken says it's too early to really worry. She's missed her check-in date, but not by that much. Corin insists that she's gone, not dead, just gone. And the Elder and the Elder Kraken refuses to tell Korra in her last known location. Um, also, the Elder Kraken says, I know that man, which is definitely something the Elder Kraken would never say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was about. Bro, yeah, dude, I got this. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm not like a 60-year-old, like, super high-ranking intelligence agent who has never talked casually in my life. I'm not actually a 60-year-old squid wearing a monocle and pretending to be a military superior. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, fellow youth stuck <laughs> <laughs> Uh 
I don't know why I'm typing. I was saying, did your microphone break? In the show notes instead of just saying it. <laughs> but it out loud. It's how I best communicate. Our so listeners need just to hear your word it. teeth. <laughs> Use your words, buddy. Yeah, we've jumped you the shark all... so many times, but if you revert to only typing your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> you all are my translators. <laughs> Corrin threatens that he's willing to go to the New Republic Council to force the Elder Kraken to give him this info, using whatever political good he still has from being a has-been hero. He knows Mirax is in danger, and if they don't help him, they at least better stay the heck out of his way. Okay. Yeah. Corrin understands and agrees with the Elder Kraken's decision. This was a fast turnaround. <laughs> <laughs> But that's not what his heart song says. In order to have a, even a chance of winning his petition, he has to call in some special favors. His first stop is Wedge, General Antilles, with a huge effing desk and a worn-out couch. They talk about how Wedge would always want to fly with the rogues, but he remembered when he was young and wanted to have some home on the ground built and build something beautiful. Seeing the destruction of Coruscant rekindled his passion to create rather than destroy. I noticed your very long, meaningful pause after worn-out couch. And a huge desk. As anyway. Corrin makes a special request to Wedge to get Leia to petition the council on his behalf, he knows it sounds impossible. Before Wedge can answer, Han, Han sorry, <laughs> Hand bursts into the room. <laughs> okay, Lando. You did not say it like I mean, that. can't it be hand? No, it that sounds be. so bad to say. <laughs> it feels kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it just how it... Oh, gosh. Hand solo. <laughs> hand bursts into the room, asking Wedge if he wants to make a run to Kessel. The best kind of a Har-har. burst is a hand burst. What a reference throwback. Ha <laughs> ha. Han Solo did the kissel run. Huh. Uh. What a man. What a man. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a callback I like. Thank goodness the new canon, instead of what? making Han Solo uh, constantly reference these things from the man. original trilogy, is just letting them stay as non. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we will We're gonna never see the hear about week. odds or. Oh my god, it's gonna be so bad. Okay, let's not even talk about it. Let's not even talk. We're getting too distracted. <laughs> it's the first time Corrin and Han have met in person, but they each know each other by their reputation. Wait, hang on. You're a Han? <laughs> what? What? You, you said Han. Yeah. I didn't know you were a Han. I've said Han a million times right before the Anyway, we had a whole conversation about this. And we also had a whole book with Han Han, so I'm sure it's not the first time I heard it. But anyway. No, I definitely said Han during the rest during all the other books. Why did you switch? This, <laughs> see? See? Oh my god. I am justified in being confused. Keith, go back and listen to three minutes ago of the podcast <laughs> when we, we had this exact conversation. Is it available, editor? Or <laughs> I'm working okay. on it. Settle down. Settle down. Okay. <laughs> Corrin wants to hate him because he's a smuggler, but he knows that Han is a good dude at his core. Corrin is... De- oh, gosh, I can actually say that out loud. 
we're not gonna do we're gonna skip that one no uh, why no say it <laughs> no i can't i can't actually say it out loud without laughing <laughs> please do do it do it oh my god <laughs> anyway corn is definitely gonna jerk off to the feeling of hands firm handshake later <laughs> <laughs> you made it i'm proud of you thank you who among us <laughs> not me <laughs> yeah, pass on that one. Yeah, I'm gonna join the, the no team on this. <laughs> well, a hard no, if you will. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Hand admits that Leia wouldn't be able to do much, but maybe he can. He's going to check around with his bros to see if anyone has seen the pulsar skate anywhere. He'll report back ASAP if he has something. After Han leaves, and Corrin definitely watches, Corrin asks Wedge not to ask Yella about Mirax. She still works for the Elder Kraken, and he doesn't want her getting in trouble. They chat about how Wedge is a dummy, and maybe he just needs to ask her out on a date now that her husband is actually dead, but maybe that's why he hasn't, because it's no longer his type of women with presumably dead husbands. <laughs> yep. Yep. Wedge also mentions that Luke is on Coruscant, and a Jedi might be just the thing Corrin needs to help him start his search. So Wedge drives them over to Luke's rooms in the Imperial Palace. They really can't call it anything else, it's just too dang Imperial. Wedge knows exactly how to get through the labyrinth of corridors to Luke's room, wink wonk. When they get there, Luke's room is dimly lit and sparsely decorated. Luke has matured handsomely, and he's making hot chocolate. <laughs> Good details for this book. <laughs> Is everybody else muted? No one's saying anything. Good details for this book. Ugh, God, whatever, Keith. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke. I don't think about something like potatoes, but hot chocolate, but everything <laughs> I came up with was very bad. <laughs> yeah, it should be shot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I hate it. But you hate it, but you know that's exactly what they would call it. I know. Chot chocolate. I hate it. Chot chocolate. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, that's the worst. Okay. <laughs> As Corin fills them in, Luke chides him for not trying to for trying to take Mirax's agency away from her. Oh, he, Luke. <laughs> he then asks Corrin if he can try something, having Corrin open his mind to him. Corrin resists, locked up pretty tight. That's what she said. <laughs> they're, they're becoming more of a stretch. <laughs> Luke tries again. Instead, having Corrin focus on Wedge's handsome voice to distract him. Corrin thinks about Wedge praising him and how awesome and amazing Wedge is. Corrin slips into his thoughts much e not Corrin. Luke slips into Corrin's thoughts much easier. Yeah, but when he, does. he stumbles, <laughs> but when he stumbles upon a memory of Mirax and goes after it, Corrin's defenses throw Luke out of his mind and himself back in his chair. Luke says he kind of figured it out. Corrin has flash burns. Uh huh. Which I guess is some like brain 
memory psychic scarring where the trauma of Mirax calling out to him burned out his emotions for her, which is why he can't remember things. And now his spirit is so swollen, he can't even think about it. This whole thing just kills me because her screaming out his name isn't even that much of a trauma for him to just be like, by the way, I'm just going to erase all my emotions about you now. His spirit is swollen, Zach. His spirit is swollen. him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we made it so far tonight. (laughs) I'm so sorry. It's always me. (laughs) 3355, Saf starts him. <laughs> keep keep it. Keep it. Sorry. And keep it. Luca <laughs> agrees to try to help Mirax. But first they need to figure out why she's been taken. They think it has something to do with Korn's Jedi ties since Mirax wears his Jedi credit around. It could be something like a warning to Korin, and for that, but for what, they don't actually know. Luke wonders if Mirax is in stasis, which may explain why she was cut off for him, from him so abruptly. It means there's no way for Korn to find Mirax right now, but what he needs to do is, how, is to learn how to find her. Luke wants to open a Jedi Academy and wants Korn to be one of his first dozen students. Korn is unsure, but Luke mentions how not following through with his Jedi training was one of the greatest mistakes he ever made and that the Corellian Jedi tradition is strong, and Corrin can continue that. Luke suggests that he dye his hair, grow a beard, and go by a fake name, Kiran, 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 how Kieran. Kieran? Yeah, it's Kieran. Yeah, Kieran. Oh, okay. <laughs> I knew a Kieran once. He was the worst. Sorry, I just pronounced everything. I knew a very delightful Kieran once. In Japanese, which would be Kiran. Oh, that's but fair. <laughs> Kieran. So, is there any precedence to a Jedi or Force mind person feeling a connection with someone else who doesn't have the Force? Because, like, all we ever heard of was Luke and Leia, and they were both Force sensitive. I think in the new canon, there's like, like hints that Leia feels Han. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. She like falls over when he dies. Yeah. Maybe yeah. she but... just had bad balance, but I'm assuming it's because. Well, that's also unclear because it could be her responding to Kylo. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but it seems like she knows. I think, I don't know. I think it's fine. I think books also hint at it as well. Um, I can't really remember, but I think it's somewhat established that Force people can, if they have a strong bond with someone, they can feel them. Which is creepy, but you know, what if? Okay, anyway, I have a theory. Oh, God. Uh Uh-huh. It's just, it's my, it's called my Mirax is a Jedi theory. Mm-hmm. Um, in short, the theory is that Mirax is a Jedi. Nice, I like that. Is that the end of your theory? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a second part to it. Which is? Go on. That it's a secret. Oh, this is the worst. Not, theory <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> is it not, not that the second really? part. No, the second part of the theory isn't a secret. The second part of the theory is that Mirax being a Jedi is a secret. Oh, I to get the it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> oh, you thought yeah. that was stupid? Let me tell you my theory about Darth Vader. 
Okay. <laughs> I stand by what I said when I said this is the worst theory I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so when Mirax becomes a Jedi, you're going to take that back? The Would second Mirax think? is Daisy no. Ridley. <laughs> this is still a bad theory. <laughs> Regardless of how this all plays out. Theory-wise, at this point, it's a bad theory. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of evidence to go off of. Is there? <laughs> I mean, we have the most reliable character in the narrative telling us that he is feeling Merrick through the Force. Oh, the the one who is telling the story from only his perspective. Yes, that one. Yep. Got it. Yep. Yep. We should totally trust him at his word. He's never led us astray before. <laughs> when has Corn ever <laughs> led us astray before? He's always been very accurate in his observations and decisions. <laughs> I mean, it's not his fault that only slender women are ever around him. He's been nothing but the epitome of honesty and integrity and okay. citizenship. I think we've explained anyway. it. <laughs> How much of the fandom hates us by now for this? Citizenship! <laughs> he's bad he is bad okay okay, okay. come he on he's bad so and he should feel bad for everything he has done we're so close we I'm have one chapter sorry left. listeners I hate Cornhorn <laughs> I don't have faith on this I'm not gonna say don't at me at me if you want but he's bad and you should feel bad for liking him oh well yeah, looking, Danny, at, looking at you, Ben, with a Y. Danny, you, <laughs> Danny, you should probably note the timestamp to cut that out. Nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Okay, I'll own it, I'll own it. I'll see you all at 3 p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Wedge takes Corrin home, and Corrin declines his offer for company. He also asks that Wedge doesn't tell Booster about this. Wedge can't lie to him, but he won't seek Booster out. Whistler has shown up at the house, and he tries to take care of Corrin by providing him with a stack of canned goods. <laughs> a little droid. Tried so hard. <laughs> Good friend. Look, they're inside of little tiny fake droids. <laughs> You're not feeling well. Here's, here's some pumpkin. <laughs> no, it's, it's nerfing gumes. What? That's In space the- food for... Cow and peanuts, Bean. I guess. Bean. Bean. Oh, God. Why? Legumes. Gumes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. legumes, right. Those Pe- things. Peanuts are legumes, too, though. Yeah, but they're obviously referencing, like, pork and beans kind of thing. Okay. That's a really good, that's a really good Weezer song, pork and beans. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, Corn <laughs> tells Whistler about his meeting with Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. And Whistler plugs in to show him the beginning of the message Halhorn left for him about his heritage. Corn kept putting off listen to it, listening to it, but now is the right time. In his message, Halhorn reveals that Roasted Cornhorn, who Corn thought was his grandfather, is really his step-grandfather. His real grandpa is Neha Halcyon. And then there's, they talk for a little bit, doesn't matter. I thought he already knew That's all it. this. We did, it doesn't matter. But he um, hadn't more, watched the message before. How did we know this? I think... I don't... It doesn't matter. <laughs> Most importantly, Hal goes on to say how special and good Corrin is, and no wonder he is the way he is. Yeah. 
So, thank you so much. I have been waiting seven books to find out what big reveal is going to be in this message that Corin keeps putting off. And the big reveal is that Corin is special and good. Wow. <laughs> big reveal just explains a lot about Corin. So unexpected from uh. Corin to be self-serving. And, wow. <laughs> I'm really caught off guard by this. Those horns. They After don't hearing call the them message, horn for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> After hearing this message, Corin knows that Jedi training is the right thing for him, for himself, for Mirax, and the galaxy. Kieran. 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 <laughs> I'm always gonna say Kieran. Um, Kieran <laughs> Halcyon is born. <laughs> I was like, whoa, when did Merrick have a baby? And then I remember say, what actually happened. The Corn went from not wanting kids to having a kid awfully quick. <laughs> yeah. Well. Great. We got a, a lot of lot of pages still of this book. <laughs> yep. This, you know what? This may be my least favorite book we've read so far. <laughs> Cut of command. You know what? At least that was fun. It was very fun. And it didn't have Corrin's point of view as the main point of view. <laughs> maybe that's not helping this book. Maybe he'll didn't experience some character development and become less excruciating. Hmm. You know what? No matter how much character development he has, I don't think I'm even going to like him. Like, it's, it's beyond that point now. And I don't think whichever guy wrote this book is good enough to do that twist on me. Heath, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Should we do some listener questions? We yeah. didn't remember how last week we were just going to pretend there wasn't one, and then all that happened was someone copied in Jay's response. <laughs> yep. So, like, a year and a half ago, we asked you <laughs> about the Alderanian system or some shit. Oh, God, I should not have said that. <laughs> Did you timestamp it, Danny? It's fine. Okay, it's <laughs> fine. We're fine. We asked you about the Alderanian system and some stuff, and we got a couple of responses. Jay said May 2nd. I'm not, more I, I'm not. I'm not clicking the link. I'm not doing it. No, I, Jay, I Jay said it. this, Heath. Okay, Jay. Oh God. So some. For those of you who don't have access to our show notes, who don't understand how good of a joke that was, someone literally just copied a link to Jay's tweet in the show notes, and just it just showed up as May second, which was the date that Jay. Oh. No, no, the tweet is here. No, it's right here. It's highlighted. Why is it? Why is it on a separate bullet point? Oh my god, who formatted this? You're the one who put your random words in the middle of it. (laughs) No, I I did not add space or lines. Anyway, (sighs) Jay Uh. said, (laughs) Alderanian society is organized like a quirky YA dystopia. Instead of social classes occupations, everyone is classifi- classified by genre, like action, drama, romance, epic, or mixes like 
action adventure and dramedy. <laughs> take BuzzFeed quizzes to find their roles. <laughs> it's funny because they're bugs. I like it. So buzz. Well, I guess I will see what this week goes to Jay. <laughs> Where are the rest of our listener responses? He <laughs> literally two weeks and he did not go back and look for any of the other answers to this question. Nope, I did not do it. Oh, he, I'm worried about your safety okay. if you release this one. Here's why I didn't do it. Because we asked this question like two months ago. <laughs> and I was not about to wade through two months of our responses to tweets like, Oh, some weird thing happened and Rogue Pod made a weird comment about it. Are you like subtweeting that listeners right now? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. It, it, Maybe you should it, stop it interacting just, with us on Twitter oh so much, everyone. No, please don't do that. Don't do that. Don't Keep do interacting that. with us, please. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> our, our social media manager can't handle it. <laughs> Anyway, thank you to whoever also answered this question, but did so in a timely fashion, yeah. and therefore we don't actually have your response. And if at some point in the next week you want to resend us your response, I will gladly read it on our next episode. But if you sent it two months ago, I'm sorry, I'd, I'm not going to go find that. <laughs> this week's question... <laughs> How would Corn describe you? Make sure to mention your eyes. Are we waiting? I think we should wait. Long? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I need, I, I need to think about how I want Corin to think about me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Corin to think about me. Uh, that's a good answer. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> I pass on this response. Um, so we'll answer this next time, and you should also answer this. Also thing. answer this next time. <laughs> Please answer this, listeners. I swear to God, we will actually. Also, if you want to answer the last question, we'll read it. I promise. I just, it was a long time ago that we asked it. Blame Heath for that entirely. Yep. So hit us up on Twitter at Rogue Podron. <laughs> Email us at roguepodron at gmail.com. Subscribe to us via the Rogue Podron feed on iTunes or the Farfaway Radio feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Feedburner, and Google Play. And leave us nice reviews and nice ratings because they help us and we love them and we want to eat those stars. Thank we you. haven't had stars in so long. We, we're starving. Like, star Starving. What, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is it about our podcast these last few months that we haven't been able to garner some good reviews? Is it that we haven't had a podcast? I can't. <laughs> Is it that we've been reading The Courtship of Princess Leia and I, Jedi? People love Why have we been getting like, one-star reviews? Don't give us one-star reviews, but like, come on. Give us something, please, listeners. Please. I'm so hungry. Okay. Next time, I promise it's not as cringy. Is I, Jedi, chapters 7 to 13. And with that, this is Rogue Padron slash iPodron slash Dad Padron signing off. Pash out. Dad, 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 dad. <laughs> woot, woot. Dad. <laughs>
<laughs> Happy <laughs> Father's Day. I get It's soon. It's soon I'm enough sorry. to start celebrating. <laughs> Rogue Leader signing off. Rogue Six signing off. Rogue Seven signing off. Rogue Three signing off. <laughs>